Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Tamrielic Traveler, and welcome to the Elder Scrolls Off the Record, a Quest Gaming Network production, available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and, of course, our website, questgamingnetwork.com. Today's record date is Tirdas, the 19th of mid-year, and you can find us on the Twitter sphere at Elder Scrolls OTR, and of course on Facebook at Elder Scrolls Off the Record, and I am your host and fellow Tamrielic Traveler and the man whose feet are so epic he uses his internet sister's car as a roller skate, Evarwin. Yay! <laughs> your words, not mine. Yes, no, it's it's very true. Uh, and of course, that lady over there, Queen of the Umalot and First Lady of Our Hearts, of course, proud owner of a four-wheeled snowball, the one and only Liz Mistress LeBeau. That's me. That is you. So, so what are what are we, what are we getting at here? What can I use as a roller skate, and what has four wheels and looks like a snowball? It's a car. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it could be anything else. <laughs> well, it's like a tuna can with wheels, but it's gonna always work. So, right. Yeah. Very nice. Got yourself a nice little, uh, nice little Toyota there. So, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for you. And uh, lest us not forget uh, the uh, the finder of Tamriel's largest toilet pole and the real-life Thrandar and Thor the Mighty, Mike, the Tamrielic Historian. Yes, uh, just as we were getting ready to go on air, I was finishing up a quest, and I uh, found uh, this high elf who's like, follow me. And I'm like, okay. And we get to this area, and there's a giant swirly toilet bowl-looking thing. <laughs> And so you talk to him, and then you push him in, and then you fall in behind him, and you end up getting a swirly into the sewers of uh, Somerset, which are way better re- looking than the Riften sewers. So, you know, at least the high elves, I guess, everything Even has to... their shit doesn't stink. I know. <laughs> wow. 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 I'm sorry, that was my mom's phrase. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> Mike's... I just became my mother for a second. It's, it's, uh, well, we're all destined to do that, aren't we? <laughs> This to become our parents. I put on a. Uh, my father used to. Uh, my father always walks around um, with a uh, with a with a baseball hat on, and. Um, but he doesn't play baseball. I bet. No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. It's always like a U.S. Marine Corps kind of uh, baseball hat. Um, but anyway, I I had uh, I had gotten a hat myself the other day, which I I never wear hats, but uh, I got a hat the other day, and I was showing it to Jenny, and I put I put it on for a minute. And oh, she's like, oh, it looks so nice on you. And I turn around. I look at myself in the mirror. And it was my father staring right back at me. I oh, God. It. I was not prepared for it. I ripped it right off. I'm like, holy shit, I look like my dad. <laughs> well, I remember 
remember that time you showed us a picture of your dad back when he was a Marine, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it looked, oh, my God, you're a time traveler. Yes. That was freaky. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, yeah, me, just just more tan. Oh, my God. That, that, yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you, you met him. Yeah. You met him. I, I mean, we okay. stand next to each other. It's like looking at myself, you know, at 70 years old. <laughs> anyway, um, Zephan can't be with us tonight. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be with us uh, for a couple of months. Uh, Zephan was telling me that um, he's got to do midnights now at work for a few months. He's doing a favor for a friend. His friend at work's having a baby. So he's just going to do midnights for the guy. So, That's really nice. Yeah, I mean, he really fell on the sword on that one. So we're going to miss him. Um, he he will be back. Um, hey. I'm hoping I'm hoping he's he's uh, he'll be back maybe next week or the week after. I'm not too sure when this is going to start up, but uh, I'm assuming I mean, we haven't heard from him all day today. So <laughs> I heard him for last night. <laughs> What's OK? That? Now one of the cats is going through my purse. Get I'm I'm house sitting for six, five, six cats. And they're all staring at me. And they're all they're uh, all just. They're... She thinks it's five. The, the sixth one is actually hanging from the ceiling, you know, ready to murder her. I she's... really do think there's there might be six. I don't know because some of them look alike. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. And then I turn the corner. There's another one. I'm like, what? Okay. <laughs> so if you hear any like purring or things knocking over, apparently that's what's going to happen. It might be my end too, because uh, Brago has been extremely affectionate with me uh, today. Nah. Yeah, he might be yeah, jumping all over the microphone. <laughs> um. Anyway, folks, uh, I, we we may have a little bit of a uh, a faster or or uh, less densely packed episode than normal. Now that we are weekly, um, now that we are weekly, there's there's. Honestly, there's just less to talk about per episode, um, and and this is going to be one of those weeks. So uh, I guess we should just jump into it. Uh, Liz, why don't you tell everyone what we're going to be uh, talking about tonight? What are we going to be talking about? What are we going to be talking about? <laughs> You're furiously scrolling through the notes, aren't you? Yes. The murder cat. <laughs> well, I mean, the, I, the next thing I saw my name, and it was um, that QGN Con tickets are on sale. But first, something quick to mention. Oh, no, tonight's show, ESO stream, <laughs> login issues, and when th fan theories attack, the TES6 location question. But first, there's something quick to mention. There is. <laughs> Keep going, Liz. 2018 tickets are now on sale at questgamingnetwork.com for Saturday, July 28th from 3 p.m. to midnight. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to? Okay. Oh, keep going. You got you got the ball for us. Keep running. <laughs> if the news for TES 6 has drowned out some of the E3 excitement for Elder Scrolls Online for you, check out the ESO at E3 2018 highlights on ElderScrollsOnline.com. And ESO has also announced their announcement window will appear less frequently and will be account-based and appear only if products have changed or if a daily reward is ready to be claimed. And... I've seen that already, yeah. And full stop. That? Yeah. 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 I saw today um, my third way shrine. The timer finally ticked over and it popped up. So yeah, it was nice not having it. You know, every time, every place. It does it for way shrines on you. Well, it's because the timer ticked over for the daily reward, and that's when it popped up. Versus when I first logged in, it wasn't there. Oh, okay. That's okay. interesting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
big uh big reaction on Twitter from some of the ESO uh well known ESO streamers on this one. Um I was actually a little surprised. I mean, the announcement window is what I'm really like speaking about. Some people were like really like, "Oh, thank God, and it's so much better yeah. now." And I'm like, really? "Was it really like I didn't think it'd be a big thing, and and no, people were like really not. like excited and dramatic about it. I was like, "Wow, okay." You know they would be though. It's just uh, yeah, I like it. I like it. It reminds me of stuff. It yeah. reminded me to buy a tiger. <laughs> tiger, tiger. What do you think, Mike? I mean, was this was this a big thing for you? Well, you know, every time you change characters, the screen it pops up. Uh, and especially right now, like I have a couple of, um, what do you call it? that are out of date add-ons. So like I'm clicking through windows constantly and, you know, so having it only appear when like there's something actually going on is actually nice because when you're going through your characters, checking your mail and you've got seven or eight or nine or 12 characters that you have to click on, that's 12 times that you see the same stupid lo- login screen there uh-huh. for an announcement every single time. Right. So maybe people just need to get out more. Oh yeah, <laughs> I kid, I kid. Wow, <laughs> I kid. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, the show's changing a little bit. Um, so, so we're going to be doing a uh, a quick gameplay recap. Uh, starting with uh, starting with Mike. What uh, what have you been doing in game, man? So, uh, well, first we already talked about me finding the giant toilet bowl. Uh, <laughs> uh, that right. I flushed this giant sea elf down or uh, uh, Altmer down. Only to find out that he's in love with a sea elf, and Elvin society keeps Romeo and Juliet apart in the end. So it's sad. There's a sea elf in this? Yeah. She's actually kind of cute. Has really cool armor, too. Yeah? Yeah. She looked like it's just Ariel? Too bad. It's just too bad you have to climb through you know, a toilet bowl into the sewers to find her. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they're sparkly sewers with glitter. Yeah. Where Where is this? I, I have not... I've been questing. Uh, so if you're in the game and you open up the map and you find uh, the place called Sea Keep, uh-huh. uh, it's you have to be on the coast um, to the south of Sea Keep. There's uh, an Elven camp there, and uh, he's like the the guy who's in charge of the the fort, and he lost the fort, and he's asking for help. And there's a giant little whirlpool that is like the secret entrance into the fort. And I found it because I was swimming looking for uh, treasure chests and things. And I'm like, oh, a giant swirly. <laughs> <laughs> is that a sea keep like in the northern part? Uh, the... It's like on the western side of the map, about midway. Yeah. Uh, okay. Just south of, uh, um, what's the name of it? I may not have. Lalandril. All right. Just yeah. south of Lalandril. All right. I-, I may not have wandered over in that direction and if i have i don't think i've done any quests there yet i've been really trying to keep to um keep to the main the main quest so far in in uh in somerset so yeah i haven't had enough time to actually like focus so i'm adhd like oh look a squirrel and i'm yeah. off and running and you know you know killing off uh the the world bosses and oh, it's hard. Uh, the the sp- the water spouts and oh, yeah. hunting for sky shards. And yeah. next thing I know, I'm, you know, out in the middle of the ocean somewhere. No, I hear you, man. <laughs> like that. I have, uh, I have, I've tried really, really hard to remain, um, as about as, 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 uh, myopic and focused on that quest as possible. It's hard to do. It really is because of the yeah. same thing. I mean, 
they really knocked it out of the park with with Somerset, and it, it really is. It's just fantastic. Um, when I'm when I'm running around trying to do a main quest, and I feel so like a like a pull just to go in that other direction over there and mm-hmm. get to that thing that's on my compass. Mm-hmm. You did it right. You did it right, Sus. <laughs> uh, anything else, Mike? Yeah. So then, um, as I'm running around, one of the in the land drill, there's uh, as soon as you get out of the way shrine area. There's an artist there on the dock, and she asks for help because she thinks you are her uh, um, um, courier who is late. Of course, high elves always think that the courier is you and that you're late, and you know there's a pain in the ass that's going on. So she asks you to go out and get uh, reagents for her paints, and she gives you this tea to use for one of them, and uh, you end up talking to her mentor and why her and this other guy are fighting. And come to find out, this other guy that she is another artist is a real asshole. Um, he ends up poisoning a Bosmer's uh, farm to kill off the bugs so they won't mate so that he can't uh, produce one of the pigments from the, the bugs. He uh, goes around and destroys like all of these plants so that uh, she can't get a hold of this one plant that uh, is used to, to make another dye. And it's just like, he's always one step ahead of you. And then he, you get back to the thing and he's like... I'll give you double her price for any reagents that you have so that she can't get them. It's like, oh, what a... (laughs) But it's a cool little quest because it literally has you all over the island looking for these different things. And then each of the quests has a sub-quest within it to, like, help out, like, the farmer with the bugs and help out the gardener to save the last seedling and, you know, things like that. So... Yeah, it was... It definitely was a really good quest line. It was very much like the Tale of Two Mothers quest line that i did a couple weeks ago where you know it's a quest within a quest within a quest and you know multiple quests but they're all side quests so the side quests they did great job with the side quests uh and then the last one which i thought was funny because it was on the way to the the gardener's place uh was uh jettle's legacy it's um you end up uh meeting this these three nords who are standing around a dead body and each of them is accusing the other one of, of having committed the murder. And uh, you talk to one and she's like, you know, there's this treasure. We have a map, but only the blood of a relative can open the treasure chest. And none of us are about to go looking for it because we each think the other person did it. So you go and you find the treasure chest and you bring it back. And, you know, come to find out that each of them has attempted to kill each other. For the treasure, <laughs> and uh, in the end, it's the fact that the, the you open the treasure, uh, the treasure up, and uh, the treasure is a note that says the biggest treasure you have is each other and your family. As they're all laying there, like you know, dead. Oh, wow. It's like, oh, oh. that's kind of. Oh my god, that's like the song One Tin Soldier. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so all right. They did a great job with these side quests. Yeah. You know? Uh, good. Much better than my interaction with Razumdar, not knowing who I was. <laughs> it's it's nice to hear. Um, it's nice to hear you be a little bit more upbeat about about the uh, the DLC. Yeah. So it's, it's good, man. I'm but, glad you're. You know, glad you other things, you know, are, are shining uh, little gems here. I think. Yeah. All right. Um, I have been uh, quite the prolific character creator. In... <gasps> no. Uh huh, yeah. <laughs> I have been. Uh, so in Skyrim, um, I've been uh, on the place. I've been back in Skyrim on the PS4 and on the PC. 
And um, on, in ESO, I've been sort of taking a little bit of a break from um, uh, from Somerset, and I've been back playing Thor on uh, in ESO, which um, you know, not much, not much to really report on on Thor in ESO. But I, I have gotten the, I did start getting the feeling, uh, or, or at least I was wondering, like how how well would that character work in in Skyrim? So I actually made a, a Thor character in Skyrim on the PC, um, basically using you know lightning magic and changing out between you know does a one handed weapon work, does a two handed weapon work, um, you know, being a hammer or a mace, or now an axe. Uh, well, he does. He has a Thor has a hammer, and he also dressed up as a woman <laughs> in the legend. So you have to wear the wedding dress. Oh, you're in Skyrim. Never mind. Right, right, right. Skyrim. So, <laughs> uh, so, so I've been I've been kind of you know feeling that out a little bit, and I was streaming last night for for about a good I don't know three and a half hours. I streamed last night, and I was playing Thor on on Skyrim, and um, I got up to maybe a, like level five or six. And it, once I started fighting my first dragon, it became readily apparent that this is just not, it's just not viable. Not, not in any sort of like long-term sense, you know, um, sticking to just lightning magic, uh, that might work very well for some enemies, but other enemies just kind of shrug it off, you know, like trolls is a great Well, you're example. low level though. You know what you need? You need lightning arrows. To become a sneaker. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but that's not that's not Thor. <laughs> that's um, how you play Skyrim, though. <laughs> the other, the other. I mean, the, the other thing too is yes, I'm low level, but when I swap out from from using sparks or or lightning uh, lightning bolt or, or whatever it is um, to to flames, now that works against trolls. So, right, but so, the lightning bolts will work against other sorcerers, I think, because it depletes their magic. I yeah, guess. that's really where lightning comes in. Yeah, right. Really handy. Correct. So, so that that's been cool to see. But when I started fighting a dragon, and I realized like I've got a spell, I've got like sparks in one hand, and a one-handed weapon in the other. That that's not enough defense in order to to stop the the flame going uh the the um the the fire breath that the dragon hits me with and if i swap out to um i guess i'll take like the spell out of my hand and then i can like you know jab him a little bit then i got to go back and put the spell back in my hand it becomes really clunky yeah. it, it gets really clunky so um it's it's i, I mean you, you could if you if you want to like you know if you want to deal with the clunkiness of it i guess you could make it work but at the same time, it's just it's really kind of a pain in the ass. It became no. I'm not letting you give up on this. No. What you're going to do is the next time you fight a dragon, you're going to drag him along to a town and let the guards kill him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did with Heidi. Okay. <laughs> the other thing is, is you've got to put all those points in to up your your damage with the different spell um, things. So in your destruction tree. So yeah. at a low level, you're really not having any uh, luck at all so well that that is a, a lot of it too is you know the the dragon's fire breath you know it really it really hits me hard because I, I have very little uh health at this point because i'm yeah. still low level so well i'll tell you what liz I, I am so surprised that you want me to stick with this that i will no like, really when you get to like yeah. lightning bolt 
You get to add the perk impact, which causes stagger and disintegrate uh, later. Yeah. Uh, lightning rune you can place on the ground. Chain lightning. Right. Which also gives you that impact and disintegrate oh, yeah. when you get those perks unlocked. Uh, lightning cloak. There you go. That gives you your, uh, you know, some of your, uh, uh, yeah, uh, protection that you need. All right. So I'll, I'll stick with it. Um, I believe in you. Thanks, Liz. Thanks. Um, I, I don't want to get uh, any longer with this, so I, I'm, I'm going to move on. Um, the other thing is is that uh, I have created a spell shield uh, named Sean on the PlayStation 4 in Skyrim as well. Uh, he's a Breton with heavy armor. He uses uh, destruction magic and one-handed weapons shield and a bow. And uh, Are you going to use the bow? Th- I have been, actually. And uh, at yeah. level at level two, I defeated uh, that uh, that 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 infamous master vampire that I always. Oh have. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's in that. Uh, he's in that. God, he's. I think it's a uh, Haldir's Cairn, is the uh, the name of the uh, the place. It's uh, south of Helgen, along the same uh, mountain range there. Mm-hmm. And uh, level two, I I defeated that guy. With uh, the spell shield, right. it's very cool. Right. He, what's that? That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. You know, he's got a, he's got a shield in one hand. He uses you know uh, sparks or flames or uh, you know the the ice spell in the other hand. I'm leveling up my destruction magic with him. Um, it's it's just great. I, I'm I'm having a lot of fun with him. And uh, now I think I'm in Shimmer Mist Grotto with all of those uh, uh, fal- oh. Falmer. Yeah. And I've had to use tactics of like sneaking and and the uh, the bow as well, and uh, so yeah, it's 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 cool. So anyway, that's uh, that's me, uh, Liz. What about you? Well, I've been in ESO. I mean, I play Legends every day, absolutely. Um, but I've been mostly in ESO. Now, okay, <laughs> this week I was in Green Shade and outside of like where the tree thing is, right? Okay. So this is what Bosmer territory, right? And I found this guard talking to a monkey and okay (laughs) like what the hell are you doing man and i get closer and i'm hearing him say when you walk into a room everyone leaves it was it was pun after pun after pun because they're standing in a tree and have you ever been stumped by a hard question (laughs) what the hell (laughs) what was it i bet when you set your mind to something you really stick to it Oh. oh god I tried killing him because I found the wonders of the Blade of Woe. Like, it's just so much easier, so much less work, uh, just a Blade of Woe, people. I did get my 100th cut, by the way. <laughs> okay. So, and, But that's, oh, that's the best. But I thought about, you know, stabbing him in the neck. But then I was like, dad jokes are kind of charming. So I... <laughs> but congratulations that was amazing and I'm, i was still trying to start somerset but then every time i started up the game i was like you have to look for a car you have to look for a car you know that yeah, guilt yeah so you know i i just decided when i did play eso it was just going to be it was going to be the the main story in in the the quest zones so i've been doing the ones with emric and then there is this <sighs> Er, Evermore, yeah. In Evermore, there is a crow that comes up to you and talks to you, and she's like, 
And the first time I heard it, I thought she was making fun of me. Like, I literally thought it was personal. Because it sounded like a girl sounding like a guy trying to sound like a girl. Now, Liz, and kind of that nagging, why, like, would you, <laughs> why would you ever think that? Because of you. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back on the tape, boy. And I'm going to show you earlier when you said about Jenny talking about your hat. Oh, it looks so good on you. That's what she sounded like. <laughs> so if they had ever based that character on me, I would be unsurprised. But still, every time she came up, and of course he turns out to be the bad guy and all that. Yeah. And then I killed her and all the crows are like, we're free. And it's like the <laughs> end of uh, The Wiz and all that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I, yeah, I was, I was offended. Like, <laughs> <laughs> i bet it sounds like you really were offended it, it really seriously because i was like what the yeah yeah and uh, ambie and liz brought new hair that tried to match my old hairstyle like from last year and um and i realized a regular liz realized i'm never going to use it and i did bring I, I did buy the uh siegfried and roy tiger and um, I'm just, uh, you know, sad that it doesn't attack random people for no reason. <laughs> I was just gonna... <laughs> I was gonna make a. I felt so bad about writing that, and I felt even worse <laughs> about saying it. <laughs> I, you know, and a chill filled the room. <laughs> <laughs> it should attack me, honestly. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> anything else, you gem? <laughs> That's it? I, I, yeah. <laughs> All right. Maybe that should be enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We always know when to leave it off at some class. <laughs> That's right. All right, folks. Well, like I said, uh, Brett, uh, the show's uh, changing just a little bit, and uh, so we're doing our gameplay recap uh, in the very uh, very beginning of the show now. Um, so, uh, you know, it's a work in progress, uh, but there it is, such as it is. Uh, no, no gearing up, uh, unfortunately, because, uh, we don't have Zephin this week and we may not have him, like I said, for a few months. So, oh uh, I, I need, I need him back because I, I want to start Somerset with a new character and I want to be a Stam character because all of the gear and like everywhere is all stamina based and I'm getting kind of angry. That's all I'm finding. So I'm going to make a stamina based character, but I need his help. Okay. Well, it takes you long enough to want to make a stamina based character. Has it been four years? Yeah. Yeah, and still I want to go into Somerset, and I, I wonder if they treat you differently if you're an Altmer there. I don't know. I, I should try that. I got an Altmer character. I, I want to try it, but I feel like an Altmer has to be like a Sork, and then I'm like, but I want to, yeah. But they probably all treat you the same way that uh, Morrowind treated uh, the Dark Elves. Yeah. That, um, you know, they still considered you outsiders because you came from off of Vardenfeld. Oh, okay. That's messed up. Okay. Hey, Liz, you hear about Pluto? <laughs> That's messed up, That's right? That's messed up, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let's uh <laughs> let's uh oh God, let's, let's jump into our uh discussion topic, uh which is uh definitely uh, we're going to be looking at some of the uh ESO Steam login issues and of course uh over analyzing the Elder Scrolls 6 location question right after this. In their tongue is Dovahkiin, Dragonborn. All 
All right, Mike, why don't you uh, roll us in to this, uh, this, this issue that we've been having with, with um, okay. Elder Scrolls Online. Now, this comes from the forums, by the way. Okay, so ESO Steam Login Issues. To give everyone an update on the recent complications with ESO on Steam, we've been having conversation with Steam to fully understand what is causing the downtime and login issues, and we'll update everyone as soon as we have information to share. In the meantime, we do plan to grant all Steam players an extra Sigic Vault Crown Crate since not everyone was able to log in during last weekend's giveaway event. These crates will be delivered to your account after the next PC maintenance tentatively scheduled July 2nd. Thanks for your patience, everyone, and we'll provide another update as soon as we can. And that came from the forums uh, from uh, Zenimax and Gina. Yeah. So... Do you play uh, using Steam as your activator? No, no, I don't. Um, I don't. I don't really know anyone who does, but uh, I did see. I a, do. Do you really? Did Did they have they this were issue? Mad. Yeah. Well, they they had other games to play, and there were grown ups about it, and they were like, "Well, it's down. I guess I'd I really like to play, but you know, yeah." Musclehead says he does. So, but I think what it is is like you know how like we have to go through the login screen on our starter, and then um, type in your passcode. For your account, I believe like it's just like a one-click auto-launch system, and so that is probably what's causing the problem. Yeah, she said she couldn't uh, start the game from the EXE file. Um, friend of mine that was you know saying she couldn't get in, and can't even do that obviously because it's supposed to be through Steam. So, oh wow, yeah. So she even went into the back end yeah. on her computer and tried to execute it from the EXE file. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Because I told her to. <laughs> and uh, you know what's funny is um, a lot of folks were, were uh, really asking, you know, to, to be tied to, to Steam on this. And, uh, yeah. Y- you never think, like, you know, there might be a problem that, that results in something like this. I always kind of, whenever it comes to computers for me, I always try and do, you know, keep it simple stupid, you know? Um, <laughs> because the more you, you add... Um, steps and processes to get to what ultimately you want to do on a computer I just kind of tend to think that you're just adding a lot of redundancy that can fail and if it fails then you have a crash and I need to play my games (laughs) 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 Um, so this has kind of been a big thing uh, this week and um, I I just checked it doesn't seem like there's any more updates on this as of yet you, uh, Mike, do you, did you click on the link there? Did, did they say anything else? Because I'm scrolling through. There's 12 pages on the wow. forums here on this issue. Have you ever read the Facebook on, on Elder Scrolls Online? All it is is people going, I can't log in. I can't log in. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I've never done that. I want to help. I want to help so bad. <laughs> I, I love this. Rar, we want compensation for downtime. Any you know, anytime anybody can't play, they always want compensation, and it's like, you know, Zoss does an amazing job of giving compensation, but yeah. like, when it's their fault, but when it's like, you know, they can't get in because of their own stupidity or their own cable net provider, and they're like, we want compensation, it's like, dude, you realize it was like five cents worth of game time that you couldn't play. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, uh, this 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 individual right here, which will go unnamed. Uh, takes what we just read, okay, 
and and then launches into an essay starting with a crate question mark a lot of steam users are reporting that they've rebought the game directly from you maybe you could refund them that money then grant them the rest of then grant the rest of steam users a free non steam eso key so they can effectively play your game they should also be granted a free month for the hassle plus the 1500 crown stipend and then in caps then in caps then you can pull ESO off of Steam and not work with Valve ever again. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, I mean, you know, in the end... It, wow! You know, they chose to, to buy it on that platform. It's like when I bought Skyrim on PlayStation 3 before I knew better. And, uh, you know, it was like... You know, yeah, I couldn't get mods, and I was mad that I couldn't get mods. And I had to rebuy it on PC to get mods. You know, did I throw a temper tantrum and be like, but that's you should refund me for, you know... Yeah, no. For, for PlayStation 3 because I couldn't get mods. Yeah. It's like you chose to buy it on Steam. You know, sorry that, you know, there's a problem that Steam and ESO are having with interaction right now. But, you know, it's not Zoss's fault that you bought it on that. And, you know, they're going to give you a crown crate because, you know, there's a login issue. You know. It's been to available give you... on Steam for a while without a problem. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's not like this was launch day on Steam, the launch week. This was, you know, we're multiple years out now. Yeah. And this is the first time there's been a problem. Here's what kills... And, and for, that's the first paragraph. It goes on for another four really? paragraphs in total. Yeah, I mean, there's 12 pages of this of garbage uh, oh, here. Right. Uh, here's the thing, okay? Uh, this this one thing in particular... This First of all, this person didn't even... This person's not even saying it's them that repurchased the game. But if you've re, you can't log into the game and you decide to repurchase it, that's yeah. on you. Yeah. Not only that... And not look it up and see if there's a problem. Right. I mean, yeah. if Steam causes an issue with your game, that's on Steam. This is not. This is not on Zoss. Uh, I mean, maybe there's look. Maybe, maybe there's is, some kind knows, of code. You know, who knows? Maybe there's some kind of code that could have worked a little bit better. Okay, maybe that's on Zoss. But I mean, as far as we can tell, this is this is like Steam's sort of you know mess up. And now these people, uh, the people are 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 being uh, kind of a little beyond the pale here in regards to the entitlement that they're throwing at Zoss <laughs> for this. But you know, you see stuff like this, and then you wonder why you know the CDC just classified you know a gaming disorder as a real thing. <laughs> it's like you know this we're in the middle or the beginning of summer here. Most of the country, it's been you know fairly beautiful weather. Go outside for a few hours, yeah. you know? Go, oh, my you know, God, it's 100 phone. degrees out. Hell no. Pick up the phone, call somebody, you know? It's like, play a different game if you're that addicted to, to gaming, you know? It's like, yeah. you know, watch other people play on on Twitch or, you know, read a book for Christ's sake. Right. Look, I mean, if there was if, – if this was a totally separate issue, maybe, maybe something like that would have been, you know, warranted. But uh, in this regard, like <laughs> – <laughs> I just think that's kind of, and it's twelve pages of like over the top posts like this. <laughs> yeah, there's a parody coming about this. I'm excited. I'm sure. I'm sure there is. <laughs> I'm so excited because I get to record because I'm in this house this week. I actually get to record. I'm so happy. No neighbors. Well, <laughs> uh, lesson uh, the the lesson of the day, folks, is when something breaks with your video game, um, acting that way is not going to catch you very much. So no. So, I mean, there it is. 
All right. Uh, here's here's sort of the crown jewel of our episode right now. When fan theories attack, the Elder Scrolls Six location question. <laughs> I love it. I did the homework for this. I'm letting you know I did the homework. Yes, I saw Liz. Thank you. I I greatly appreciate it. So yeah. um. So so all week long, right? Uh, people have been so excited about uh, the about Todd Howard's table scraps that he dropped at E3. <laughs> <laughs> I I among them. I must have seen that um, Elder Scrolls Six trailer about about eighteen twenty. All right, one hundred and fifteen different times. <laughs> and I don't have... know about that, but you know, I did play on the Alexa for a while there. Oh, did you? Alexa, Alexa plays Skyrim. You know, did you eat all? The oh, cheese? that's hilarious. Because I went to see my brother, and he has one. Oh, my brother thought I was messing with him, and he was like, "You've been hacked." And I was like, "What? No, this is real." He was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> and so he, he watches the commercial and the part where the wife goes. <laughs> Is there a shout for picking shit up? Oh my god, he lost it. He thought his wife was in the room with him. <laughs> yeah. Or is there a command for picking shit up? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I uh Yeah. He's like, yeah, I have to have this. I think that hit home for a lot of a lot of folks who are who are who are married and oh, locked god. in wedded bliss. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So um listen, folks, if you felt maybe a little silly like myself this week for diving into the uh the trailer and picking apart every every scrap and pixel and rock and flying white puffin that may or may not exist inside the video um don't don't feel don't feel that way because uh, why well because todd howard said on another on an interview during uh last week he said quote there's some things to pick apart but we'll let our fans do that uh in regards to that video so they they intentionally put that video together Giving us clues as to what I their ideas are, yeah, for for the next game is great. Oh yeah, I love that he said that. It just it made it feel so much better because I I feel a little silly watching anything, you know, you know, speculation. Yeah. But once he said that, I was like, well, hell, okay, let's right, get no. into this game on, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, well for uh, for one particular YouTuber, it's been game on indeed. So YouTube has definitely uh, gone amok trying to pick apart uh, the surprising Elder Scroll Elder Scrolls Six trailer that Todd Howard smashed his E3 microphone down upon last week. Now uh, he should have ended with a mic drop. He should. That would have been funny. Yeah, that would have been. Good. They're probably like, no, 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 that's expensive. <laughs> don't, don't drop that down. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, Mike last week did his own analysis and came up with elsewhere. Uh, but another fan on YouTube uh, goes by the uh, YouTube channel named Camel Works. Camel Works uh, published a video called "Elder Scrolls Six: Hammerfell Confirmations: All Evidence and Explanations," and has deduced that it is Hammerfell. Now, here's why. Um, so I, I definitely recommend everyone check out that video. If you need to pause the podcast, go to YouTube and look up Elder Scrolls six Hammerfell confirmations, all evidence and explanations. It's okay. You can pause. We'll be here when you get back. Look, he just put the link in the chat too. Thanks but you, Mike. But you got to come yeah. back. <laughs> you got to come back for the chat room. Don't leave now to go see it. Wait until yeah. our, our show's done. Yeah. Podcast <laughs> listeners. You can pause at any time. Right, right. And and you can't open up a new tab because then you're going to miss all of our uh, uh, lovely commentary. 
So <laughs> anyway, um, I've I've kind of broken the video down to to several uh, bullet points here that uh, this uh, person, this gentleman from Camelworks, um, has has basically called out. So once you're done watching the video, come on back, and we're going to go into these bullet points. Right, meow. Um, okay, so based on the position of the sun and the terrain, yes, we're we're doing this. We are doing this. Uh, he deduced that the area can only be Hammerfell or High Rock. Now, if you watch the video, he says that um, again. There's a lot of detail. I'm not going to go into all the detail, but he. But it's good. It is good. He deduces that it's either this can either be coming from the east coast of Tamriel or the west coast of Tamriel. And since we've kind of been up and down the east coast already, with the exception of Black Marsh, and this is definitely not Black Marsh, then it's likely going to be that west coast, which is going to be the High Rock Hammerfell area for the most part. And the terrain mm -hmm. does look a lot like what we have already seen from High Rock and Hammerfell in Elder Scrolls Online and Arena and Daggerfall as well. And the only thing, you know, when he was doing that is he completely and totally neglected the Sea of Topol and uh, the Topol Bay and uh, the Nibbin River going up to uh, Cyrodiil. And that's, you know, the only thing that I was like, that's a large coastline right there that he completely just skipped over. Yeah. It's like it can't be elsewhere because elsewhere doesn't have, you know, uh, uh, East Coast. Uh, what? what? Come on, man. So he went directly for, oh, it's too marshy and volcanic on the east coast of Tamriel, so it must be the west coast, and we must be heading south. And I'm like, okay, you skipped over kind of that middle section there, and yeah, okay. Yeah, but the, that so the, yeah, but nowhere on the east coast does it look like what we're seeing. No, but on the east coast of elsewhere, where you get the, the Topol Bay and the Topol Sea, it does. Well... Again, you know, the, I, like I said, I mean, you, you know, you. I did my thing last week, so. But yeah, that's I mean, like that's the only thing that I was like, you know, when he first starts off, he's like, you know, he skips completely over that. And I'm like, OK, have... so you, you know, the eastern coast, I can understand. Black Marsh is not going is going to be a swamp. Right. It's not going to be rocky coast cliff lines. You know, and Morrowind is going to we've already seen Morrowind in game multiple games now. It, it's volcanic ash. You know, and it would have giant mushrooms. It's not going to have, you know, little scrub grasses. So, right. you know, I can at least understand why it's not going to be on the East Coast. All right. Well, let's 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 go further into this, too, because despite that, OK, which I think is a good point. I think once we get into some of the other ones here, you'll start to see why it likely won't be that area, the, 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 the Topol Bay area. Mm -hmm. um, now, okay. Now, here's the big thing. Here's here's what who's here's what kept me watching. Okay. Yeah. This is the only town in ta there's only one town in Tamriel that has a giant crater next to it. Now, obviously, when you watch the video, you see that giant town that's that's right there, and there's a crater next to it. Okay. Um, now, the the uh, the guy from Camelworks says that um, he believes that this town's called Azra's Crossing, which is featured in Elder Scrolls Travels Shadow Key. Wow. Right. It's the only town in the lore that has a giant crater right next to it in an in an environment that's that's like this. And that's located in the Hammerfell and High Rock border. 
Uh, it's the site where Azra Nightwielder, a shadow mage, lost control of his shadow magic and formed the crater by accident. That's a big damn accident. <laughs> well, oops, that's what happened to the Dwimmer. That's that's what. Got that was it, right? <laughs> so so there's so so well, that one... you know Winterfell or Winterfell, you know, half of it fell into the ocean. So <laughs> okay, but <laughs> but we're not looking at a tundra. We're, we're... No, what I'm saying though is, you know, it wouldn't be the first time that a mage has blasted something into oblivion. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. But but specifically, like in this sort of environment, right next to a town, you know, you've got this large crater right next to a town. You know, it's it's a pretty significant uh, it's a pretty significant lore find to kind of drag yeah. that up. So. The other thing, too, is that the crater in question is also filled with scorched, black, vulcanized, glassy rock. And it doesn't, like, what's in the crater doesn't match the terrain. So it further suggests that that crater was created um, by an accident, such as the previously mentioned uh, Azra Nightwielder. So there's there's that, too. Um, he also mentions, I got three more here that I, I want to throw at you. Uh, he also mentions that in the distance, beyond that, is actually another city with three large pieces of land jutting into the water before the coastline recedes back inland, which matches the geography that's actually near Azra's crossing. If you actually look at a map of, like, the Hammerfell... Iliac um, Bay. Yeah, like that little area there, uh, the Hammerfell border, the border of um, High Rock... You'll see where Azra's Crossing is, and you'll see these little pieces of land sort of jut out, and then it comes back in, and they're saying that there's a town that's near there. That's uh, There's actually a town on the map as well. That's Sadakalam. So if you look and at... Yeah, I didn't see that, map, that uh, town until he zoomed way in on that one. So yeah. that, you know, definitely... Him zooming in on these features really helped a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see it either until he called it out. So that was another thing. So so matching the geography that we see on the coastline to um, detailed maps of, of the, the High Rock uh, Hammerfell border area, it does match. Um, he also then goes into two, two other little things here. Number one, the birds in the video. Um, he was saying that, that there's... I love that part. Yeah. <laughs> I did. That was my favorite. It's, it's, it's a, that's a deep dive, this one. Uh, it's a plunge. Don't care. Like it. It's, I, I mean, I like it too, but I'm just saying like, you know, you, you really got to like pay attention to see those things and then realize like, holy crap, those are white birds. There's only two kinds of white birds that exist in Tamriel. <laughs> and he actually, he actually calls them out. He says, there's the Felsod Turn. Uh, which is from Solstheim, and obviously this isn't Solstheim, so... And the Felsod Turn bird only is indigenous only to, to Solstheim. And then he says seagulls. Seagulls are seen in the Elder Scrolls game twice. Redguard and Elder Scrolls Online. And in Elder Scrolls Online, those seagulls are found in the Alakir Desert in Hammerfell. I love this! <laughs> This to me was actually the most convincing. That was it. That one. <laughs> I'm serious. So not the land masses, not the, no, the, the no, crater. No. 
knows? The, the crater could be caused by some kind of meteor that we don't know about yet, or it could be happen actually in the game, or whatnot. But bir- well, birds do migrate, so. Mm. I'm actually glad you brought up the whole meteor thing because I, I want to jump on that in a minute. And I think Mike, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about when I when I start bringing it up. Um, last thing is the mountain range in the far background is actually uh, snow capped, and. He he outlines a very specific route that is um, that the, the 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 camera could be using, and he says, based on that path that the camera is using, we would see all of these things, and then on top of it, we would see the Gerald Mountains all the way in the background, which are famous for being snow capped. The Gerald Mountains. What I think about that though, Gerald Mountains though is. Well, I don't know about that, but all I know is that when you're going to make a, a teaser commercial for that and Skyrim was your biggest game of one of the biggest games of all time, you're going to start from there and then show, you know, pan out from that. And as is as in it's an addition. So that's basically saying Skyrim 2, but it's not, you know, but um, that will catch people's attention. I mean, that's where I would have started if I were panning over anything. You know, get somebody's attention with some mountaintops that people are like, oh, yeah. Well, Hammerfell shares a border with Skyrim. There you go. See, and it's just like expanding. If you're going to go from if you're going to go from Skyrim into Hammerfell, you would see the that mist that we're presented with in the very beginning of the trailer as well. Simply because you're going from, you know, misty, you know, cold, cold mountain area down into what is what is a very warm area so you're going to get that that uh that misty sort of um you know sort of foggish uh you know thing going on there cliffy the nord uh or the nerd says those mountains could be dragon tail i have no idea could be yeah i i thought that as well yeah i don't think because if looking at the map based on the route that he's taking you're coming from up uh, by Wayrest. And moving along the coastline, heading towards Sentinel, is the way that this is being moved here. Yeah. And the the Gerald Mountains would be behind you, as you're coming out of Skyrim, and the Dragon Tail Mountains, um, where the heck are they? Are going to be to the south, I believe, as you go towards, um, yeah. So you'd be the yeah they'd be to the south of you, as you're moving in towards. Um, Craglorn uh, um, area. So you're you're saying that you're you're thinking it's probably more of the Dragon Tail Mountains than anything else. No, I don't. I don't think it's any of the mountains that uh, uh, that are listed as, as true mountains in on the maps. Right. Um, well, um, you know, I, I, there's the... maybe possibly you know the coastline of Daggerfall is out that far. That is what we'd be seeing at that angle. So, you know, it would be off of the Daggerfall Peninsula in High Rock. That could be where those mountains are that we're seeing, somewhere between Camelon and Daggerfall. Yeah. If you cross the bay, because it'd be far enough away that, you know, you'd miss the ocean at that angle. There's there's other things, too, that I think we can you can call out that sort of take this theory and uh, sort of debunk little things here and there. Now, now for me in particular, okay... Um, me personally, I do think this is going to be the High Rock Hammerfell area, and I, I I am leaning more on Hammerfell more than anything else. However, um, 
there is one giant thing that I think the uh, the person uh, did did uh, did get wrong, and that's the position of the sun. All right, the path that we're talking about here that's highlighted in the video would mean that the position of the sun would actually have to either rise or set in the north and rise and set in the in the south. Yeah, that's what I was just looking at. That that path is southwest by west. Yeah. Not south by southwest. <laughs> right. So I think I think maybe while putting the video together he might have gotten his directions a little a little mi mixed up while diving into the geography of it all too. Here's the thing. Uh that meteor as soon as I saw that meteor and the the landmass around it, I thought it was Hammerfell. Agnostic of, you know, uh, geography, this and that, and towns and and you know, uh, white white little birds, uh, fell sod turns and seagulls and uh, why why did I think that? Because the reason why that province is called Hammerfell is because that there is a gigantic crater there where the people believe that that is where Malakath's hammer fell when he became cursed. So okay, first of all, dork. Second of all... I'm a dork! This guy's pointing out seagulls and Felsaw turns from Solstheim, and I'm the dork! I have to, because you're my internet brother. Second of all, that is also a song by Queen, Waiting for the Hammer to Fall. <laughs> Now, um, Mike, back me up on that, because uh, you're you're our obviously uh, you know you're you're uh, our lore our lore master here. What that is definitely one of the things that I thought was you know why is it called Hammerfell? And yes, you know, uh, Valendrung, you know, and the the um, yeah all of the, the stuff that goes into the lore as to why it has it the name that it has. Um, but, you know, that's lore, and I don't know if there's, you know, if they've ever really called out and said, yes, there is an actual crater caused by, you know, the, these, you know, um, Merithic era um, beings, you know, flinging stuff into um, into the landmass. Yeah, that's, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's actually a crater there in, in Hammerfell. Now, the one thing I am looking at... Um, and with that crater there, the one thing that bothers me about the crater as I'm looking at it is the cliff walls on that crater are incredibly steep. They actually look like cliffs instead of like if you look up uh, Meteor Crater, Arizona, which is one of like the largest crater meteor impact craters, it's very bowl shaped versus this one. When you look at it, it looks like it does slope down to the left. Yeah, but it looks like actual cliff faces that move down to a plateau. Maybe it it's a pothole. It doesn't look. Yeah, exactly. It's a giant <laughs> pothole instead of an actual crater. It doesn't have like that steep bowl shape um, along those cliff faces, and, and so it just makes me wonder if that is an actual crater or if it's just cliffs that move down to a, another um, actual normal landmass. Maybe they've hired some people to make it into a cliff face for some kind of emperor that's being stupid i don't know as, just, <laughs> as i'm looking at it yeah i mean you know there's, there's little things like you know the sun having to you know risers in the north and set in the south uh yeah that avarwin just called out to um i mean there are other things like those three little land masses and the township by one of them that you know definitely uh is interesting uh, but if you could see those mountains off to the, the far aspects there, 
that would be out past Sentinel, we also would expect that we'd also see land masses, I guess, out on the other side of the Iliac Bay, where we'd see other parts of uh, um, High Rock. So I don't know. There's some things that are convincing about it, especially the white birds, but there's other things that, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. He if, said that uh, seriously. Hush. He did. <laughs> I don't know if we're actually looking at the, the deep deserts here or even any of the deserts of Hammerfell. Yeah. Well, um, he did a great job. The guy did a great job analyzing so stuff and, you know, coming up with theories and, you know, yeah. d- digging into the lore. But there's I mean, a there's Skyrim a... had different places or, or different terrains, too. Yeah. Maybe just mostly it's desert. That would be kind of boring, though. That's like in a Star Wars game where it's just Tatooine and yeah. you want to get off that so bad. No, uh, <laughs> I, I think regardless, regardless of where we're going, um, I think we're going to we're going to be treated to lots of different. Um, lots of different biomes of, of a very similar type of, of biome. So so before Skyrim came out, everyone thought it was going to be boring because it's going to be like running around, um, you know, uh, oh. a, a polar ice cap. You know, and then you come to find out, you know, there's lots of different biomes in, in Skyrim. I, I think regardless of where we're going, and even if it is Hammerfell, it doesn't matter. I, um, I think we're going to find lots of different biomes. So, so if it is Hammerfell, I think we're going to see uh, different types of 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 the desert. I think you're going to find, um, you know, things that uh, you know. I think you're going to find a, a, a sprawling sandy desert. I think you're going to find, you know, rocky areas that that don't really invoke the idea of of hot desert sun, um, and and er- anywhere in between. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Yeah. So regardless. yeah, I was having a conversation with someone else, and one of the things that you know I, I keep thinking back to is. When you look at the the stuff that they've released for ESO and plans for stuff for ESO, a lot of um, High Rock and Hammerfell have already been covered. And, okay. uh, well, Craglorn, um, the Alakir Desert, Hughes Bane. Um, uh, I didn't think Anchorite. about that. I was All talking those... to yeah, Varman last night, and I was like, I don't think it's been really covered, so that's why I think, yeah. yeah there's okay. only a very small little section just south of uh, Hughes, of uh, north of Hughesbane, south of Alakir, and to the the east, or the west of uh, Craglorn that hasn't been covered yet. Uh, but when you look at elsewhere, we've only really seen that part there up in Reaper's March, where Dune is, and the little island where you start out at Canarthi's Roost. So all of the rest of you know elsewhere has not been covered and i wonder if you know bethesda studio said to zoss studio that hey don't cover that yet because you know we need to you know have carte blanche to do whatever we want in that area so well um i managed to uh look for the lore of hammerfell in um the uh, uesp the unofficial elder scrolls pages Mm -hmm. and i actually found uh so so I was right about the 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 instance, but not about the uh, the circumstances in in regards to uh, how Hammerfell got its got its name. So I'm just going to read. So so just just so you know, we can be correct on on what the actual lore is. I'm going to read it out. Okay. All right. Hammerfell was originally called Hagath by the Aldmer and the de- and and the Deathland by the early Nidic people. Both terms roughly meaning the same thing. Now, in First Era 420, the Dwimmer Rorkin clan settled the region after opposing the creation of the joint Dwimmer-Chimer state of Resden. It is said 
that the leader of the clan threw his mighty hammer, Volendrung, across the continent and followed it west to their new home. The region eventually became known as Volenfell, or City of the Hammer, after the Dwemer capital built near the location of modern-day Galane. The Dwemer of Volenfell vanished in First Era 700 along with the first, along with the rest of the Dwemer race, and their empty cities were looted by Akavir and Nordic pirates before being reclaimed by nature. Over a century passed before civilization would return to Volenfell, fleeing the sinking of their homeland Yokuda around First Era 792. The Yokudans sailed eastward in a fleet called the Regatta. So, obviously, uh, so so. Volenfell, right? Is um that's in uh it's, it's in it's in Hammerfell. Um if I'm yeah, getting the that. lane is at the northern part of Hughes Bane's peninsula. So just as the it becomes the main desert. Okay. So so this is so this is where that that's coming from. Um So, all right. So we'll we'll leave it with that because <clears throat> um, that's that's essentially what I think we're seeing here is that this this crater is essentially where that that hammer that hammer hits. I like supposedly. that. Hmm? I like that. I like that idea because I mean it's it sounds like a good plot point. I mean, like a, for main story. Starting off with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I if we go into that region, I, I think regardless of what region we go into, we're going to get a great game with great story. But I, I think oh, if yeah. we go into this region um, specifically, I think we're going to we're going to start seeing a part of Tamriel and a part of of um, orcs, red guards, um, Bretons that we haven't really been exposed to before. Not at least since since Redguard, and how many people have played that at this point? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Watching yeah. that documentary, the Bethesda documentary, people were like, "Yeah, that didn't sell too well." I'm a little frustrated over this because I know that I have read somewhere in a book that the the province got its name because. There was, according to ancient um, uh, myth, that that is, you know, that's the site that where the hammer fell. And I, I remember that sticking out. And I remember laughing to myself like, oh, that's a very obvious name for, for what they're calling out here. And I remember greatly appreciating that. And I'm a little frustrated because I'm here, I'm reading this out, and I can't read the whole thing out because I'm doing the show. And I, I don't want to waste people's time. So it's like, you know... I, but that sounds like a topic for classic. Oh yeah, but yeah. we—but that's the thing. Like we've covered this on classic too, right, Mike? We've covered a little bit of it, yeah. When we did uh, the Red Guard uh, uh, show, yeah. But yeah, I—you know—I'm still not. There's certain <laughs> things about it that I'm still not 100 percent sure that we're looking at. You know, at uh, aspects of Hammerfell. Oh, right here, right here. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. 
within the next within and within the next century, Volenfeld became known as Hammerfell. That's it. That's it. That is it. Okay. Ah, oh, man, this was gonna drive me out of my freaking mind because I'm gonna listen to this show in the car, and I would have read this like after I like, I would have gone back and read this whole thing, and it would have just drove me nuts listening to this in the car and just saying like, ah, oh, it's it's Volenfeld <laughs> is not a city in Hammerfell. It is. It's just renamed. And I'm like, ah, oh, what is it? So anyway, that's it right there. It's so that's 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 the lore here. Um. So yeah, so so Volenfell is the place where uh, Volendrung hit, and it eventually became known as Hammerfell. To the Yokuns. okay, ends Volenfell, not Volenfell. Well, I, I mean potato, potato. Breton, Breton, Breton. I don't know. I, I'm just asking. Like maybe you heard somebody say it, and you know, okay. I heard Mike say it. Volenfell. Well, then I trust Mike. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. All right, uh, let's let's uh, let's wrap this up. We've got in-game encounters we uh, we want to jump into. Um, any any final thoughts with this, uh, Liz, Mike? It's interesting to see what people are coming up with and their ideas, and you know they're they're diving into the lore. Um, you know, especially having the power to zoom in. You know, showing that extra little town there uh, was a nice touch. Um, but until we get more, I mean, it, it literally could be anywhere. I mean. The thing to remember with this video is perspective and distance and size. Uh, it, it's really hard because we're not sure. You know, most of us think that we're about horse height off the ground, so it's all scrub grass and not trees. Because when a lot of people first saw it, they were like, "Oh, look at all the trees!" And it's like, "No, we're actually we're a lot closer to the ground." You know, but then when you zoom in to see stuff like the town up on the cliffside there and the town down the water it's like okay, what do we got here what is actually going on um you know are those you know and like with when we looked at skyrim you know um uh, what's the name of the town up there uh um dawnstar you know which was the capital of tamriel for a while it, it, it's you know a couple shacks and it's like you know so are these buildings actual towns are they just ruined forts um, are they cities? I mean, we don't know anything yet, and it's hard to tell from the perspective and the size. But it is really interesting to see what people are coming up with. Oh yeah. Oh, this is this is a look. Last week, last week the floodgates have opened. This is this is going to be a great time. Um, I I still maintain that we're not going to see Elder Scrolls Six till at least 2022. I think the the sweet spot there, the little Goldilocks zone for us, is. End of 2022, end of 2025. I think anywhere before, anywhere after that, you're. I think it's a little unreasonable. I think somewhere right in that three-year window is is likely when we're gonna, when we're when we're gonna get this. Because don't forget about Starfield. You know that's that's coming first, and and who knows. But um, uh, the next the next couple of years, guys, this is gonna be it's gonna be super exciting, and uh, obviously we're not gonna get any information for a long while. But when Starfield drops, it's game on. It's game on, and this is this is going to be some good stuff, man. I I can't wait. What do you think, Liz? Your your final thought on 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 this? You ever heard of the Batman cat? Yeah. <laughs> Just that somebody. I, no. I have. Um, when I was in high school, <clears throat> my boyfriend and I had heard Phantom of the Opera for the first time just by listening to it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, we thought. It was going to be this epic, 
awesome, great play. And then we saw it in the theater and it sucked. That's why I'm like with the speculation, I'm like, eh, whatever you're thinking, don't get your hopes up. Ah, uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> I, I think uh, the game will be good, but yeah. if you get, get too into whatever theory, yeah, then you might get sad. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree on I agree. You might that. get sad. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think that's a good like cautionary tale for the wise on 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 this. However, I have never played a bad Elder Scrolls game. And I've played bad Elder Scrolls games. But you can be still disappointed. Yeah, if yeah. you're hoping that it's gonna be one place and it comes out it's you know completely somewhere else. You could be disappointed, being like, oh, "I thought we were yeah. going to go." No, me personally, me personally, I don't, I don't care. Um, yeah, I, don't I don't care, care where it is. I think, I think, regardless, we're going to get an amazing Elder Scrolls game. It's going to be a, it's going to be. Um, look, you're always going to have, you're always going to have the the. Um, you know, Elder Scrolls is kind of like Metallica. It's kind of like Metallica, and I'll tell you why. Um, <laughs> You're gonna. You're always gonna have. You're always gonna have older fans say the new stuff sucks and revere the old stuff. But I'll tell you something about Metallica. They are still one of the greatest rock bands, and when they put out stuff, it's still amazing. And that's the same thing for Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls is still one of the greatest RPG intellectual properties, and when they put out new oh, stuff, yeah. it's always great. Now, you're always going to get those people that are be like, oh, well, you know, Morrowind was better. Oh, well, you know, Daggerfall was better. Oh, well, you know, it's watered down. Oh, well, you know, it's it's for casuals now. Back when I first started with Daggerfall and you're always going to get that. And and I think there's a case to be made for certain points. And sometimes it gets a little too far. Regardless, we are dealing with uh, we're dealing with Bethesda. We're dealing with Todd Howard's vision in regards to what this game is going to be. And I, I have a tremendous amount of faith. I've, I've seen uh, Oblivion and played Oblivion, uh, which is considered probably the weakest in the, in the series. I love Oblivion. Okay? Oh, I love Oblivion, too. I love it. So, so if, it's, if, it's, if it's Oblivion, I, I mean, I'm going to love it. <laughs> I mean, for, for me personally, I, I think it's just I think it's going to be great. I'm going to love it. Uh, as long as they stick to what they've, they've – um, the the tenets of of Elder Scrolls, the pillars of Elder Scrolls, exploration and and story that it presents itself to you, and customization beyond insanity, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I think you're going to have a great experience. All right. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I was just the way you say. I think you're going to have a great experience. Sounded like you were a gigolo about to pick up somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm just, I'm just excited. Sorry. I'm so excited. No, it's all right. I'm, I'm so. I know excited. you are. Yeah, I really am. All right. Uh, so moving into in-game encounters, um, I want to, uh, I want to touch on the quest journal. Now I know you're kind of looking at your radio right now, like, okay, it's a quest journal. Like, really? <laughs> um, but it's, it's not just a quest journal. Uh, there's other things inside the quest journal in Elder Scrolls Online that I think tend to get forgotten about. Um, I certainly forget about them. And uh, if you're new to Elder Scrolls Online, you may have absolutely no idea that these features are in the quest journal. 
So uh, briefly, I'm going to just kind of run through it. Um, when you go into your interface, obviously the quest journal, it's right next to your map and your collections tab. And it it sorts your quest. Okay, you got a you got a uh, an info panel on the left side are all the uh, the regions where you that you have quests. You click on the region, it creates a pull down menu, um, and you click the quests are right there. You click on the quest, and it gives you the information on the right. All right, but on the top right hand corner of that window, you've got tabs: Caldwell's Almanac, the Lore Library, your achievements and the leaderboard. And I think this is what everyone sort of forgets. Yeah. Um, now, Mike, uh, Caldwell's Almanac, I think, I think you, you can probably speak to this a little bit better than I could. What, uh, what, can, what can people sort of see with, with Caldwell's Almanac here? So with Caldwell's Almanac, it's going to give you all of the requirements to complete your silver content and your gold content. Now, when ESO first came out, you were in your faction, you completed your faction, and you moved on to uh, your next grouping, silver content, and then finally gold content, and you couldn't progress anywhere in the world without going step by step. Yep. Well, after they decided to open up the world so that you could travel anywhere at any time and do any quest in any order, people were getting lost because oh, you know, I still have a couple quests in the Daggerfall Covenant that I haven't completed. Well, Cadwell's Almanac helped you figure out exactly what was left to complete the standard silver and the standard gold mm -hmm. content so that you could get the uh, rewards for your silver and gold content. And, yeah, and uh, for those watching the stream right now, um, you'll you'll see this right here. Uh, basically, what it tells you is it, it sorts these these things, these objectives, these quest objectives, um, by, the, uh, by the zone. So uh, it'll tell you, like, for example, Stonefalls, okay? It'll tell you all of the quest objectives that you needed to, you needed to complete in order to complete the main score the main quest behind Stonefall. So Stonefall's first objective, Davin's Watch. You save Davin's Watch from an invading army, and then it gives you others underneath that. And then once you complete all of that, you've successfully cre uh, uh, completed the main quest in Stonefall's, and you can move over to Deshaun, Shadowfen, Eastmarch, The Rift, etc., etc., etc. So that's what Caldwell's Almanac's all about. Um, really and it all depends on which faction you start with. So if you started yeah. in Ebonheart Pack, your silver would be Glenumbra, Stormhaven, Rivenspire, Alakir Desert, Bankrai. Your gold would be Oradon, Grotwood, Greenshade, Malabaltor, and Reaper's March. Yeah, that's that's uh, good to call out too. Is is uh, the fact that it, that's it is that. Um, all right, next tab over is your lore library. And uh, this is this is very uh, interesting and important for for uh, for people to um, sort of sort of remember uh, because all of your crafting motifs and what you have collected and have not collected are listed right here, as well as your eidetic memory, all of the books that you've collected after you've completed the the game for the first time. You, you'll receive eidetic memory. Oh, I think it's the um, Mages Guild quest. Once you finish that, you get those. That's right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep. Because I just did it. That's the only reason I know. No, no, you're. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, 
which means that any book that you've picked up in the game that you've discovered will automatically be copied into this interface. And, you know, if you're in a dungeon and you pick up a, a book and you're like, oh man, like, I actually kind of want to read this. If you have a monster memory, respawns and you're dead. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> At least it gets copied into your eidetic memory. And you can go into your quest journal, into the lore library, scroll down on the left-hand side to eidetic memory, and you'll find it in here. And you can click on it, and here, look, I've got a book right here, and then boom. It, it just it pops up, and you can turn the pages just like as you, you would um, when you're actually first discovering it. Also, Shalador's library is in here, too. So all of the specialized lore books for all of the um, uh, different zones, okay? That gets in here as well. So you've got all the lore books for different zones, all the sky shards for different zones, all of the uh, main quest uh, for, for the different zones. This is where the lore books for the different zones go into. Um, now, for example... I've gotten all the books here in Malibu Tor. And I can just click on this one. Valenwood, a study. Double click on it. And there it is. I can read it. Uh, the last thing I want to show you in this is the achievements. Um, the reason why I think this is important is because... When you start going through the list of achievements that you have earned and have not yet earned... You'll start to see that uh, there's a very long list here. Uh, between... Yeah. <laughs> Your character, PvP, crafting, dungeons, vet dungeons, exploration, quests, housing, holiday events, Somerset, Morrowind, Dragon Bones, Clockwork City, Horns of the Reef, Shadows of the Hiss, Dark Brother, Thieves Guild, Orsinium, Imperial City. It is all listed here by DLC. You'll find that as you accrue achievements, some of them have rewards. Yay! So, for example, in, under character, under general... The first one that I have here that I earned, uh, it's called Nature Slayer. Kill a variety of natural creatures in the wilds of Tamriel and beyond. I know I'm a horrible human being. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I earned that May 31st of this year. <laughs> hey, I've been going around slaying all the deer because one destroyed my car. I just go after deer. <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting it back, only digitally. When you click on this thing, it tells you all the requirements. Um, and then it tells you on the bottom here, there's actually an, uh, a reward for this achievement, which for that particular achievement is um, the hunter green die. So this is where you can see uh, a lot of the, the die uh, that you need to earn through achievements. You'll find that in your Lord library. Yeah. And that's that's where it is. There's also an add-on that's, I think it's Die Station Achievement Links, where you can click, you know, right-click on a, on a die color that you haven't had before, and it'll take you to the achievements page in which you can, you know, read, easily read um, what you need to do to get that color. It's hmm. nice. But I think this is also important because so oftentimes, especially people who, like ourselves, have been playing now since launch, they're like, oh, you know... It's been a month or two months since, you know, the last thing has dropped. I've got another month before the next one comes out. I don't know what to do. You know, I'm yeah. sitting here and none of my friends are on tonight. You know, what should I do? You click on this and it's going to give you a list of things that you haven't done. And, yeah. you know, there's so many different aspects of different things that you can do 
without needing a group, or even if you if you do have a group, when you're just doing dungeon runs and you're like, oh, what dungeon should we do, guys? Oh, you know, you're, we don't have the speed run for, you know, Crypts of Ma- uh, or Vaults of Madness. You know, let's uh, do the speed run for that. And, it, you know, it helps build in some gameplay ideas for what you can do to, you know, to, to reinvigorate your game, to try and get those points, to try and, you know, knock achievements off of uh, your to-do list. Yeah, definitely gives you something to go after, a, a goal to set. Um, yeah. The other things that I wanted to end off with is, uh, now, Mike, you had mentioned this to me earlier before the show, uh, in regards to achievements, you can also sort the achievements by the ones that you've earned and not earned. Yes. Um, also, the leaderboard is the last tab. Uh, if you're into leaderboards, okay, all of your trials, um, your your solo uh, weekly and maelstrom uh, v- uh, VMA leaderboards, uh, your battlegrounds leaderboards, they're all located here as well, and uh, you can you can check out to see who's who's leading and and who's like you know uh, you know who's who's the best in the game in regards to these activities and what kind of character they're playing. Right. Yes. Exactly. Um, looks like looks like Templar is uh, doing pretty good for trials. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> See a lot of Templars here. Good for them. Uh, and you can you can um, you can uh, you can sort the leaderboard as well according to class. So you can do all classes, or you could sort it by uh, Templar, Dragonite, Sorcerer, Nightblade, War, Warden, etc., etc. Uh, so that's it, my friends. That is uh, the quest journal and um, everything located within it. So, thank you. Thank you, Liz. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's move along to this week in Tamriel Holidays uh, with my, uh, my good friend, Mike. Okay. So bring back up that tab now that we're done in-game. So, this week, mid-year, the mid-year celebration, mid-year the 16th. Today is the 16th of mid-year, the traditional day for the mid-year celebration, perhaps to alleviate the annual news of the emperor's latest tax increase. Of course. The city's temple and temples offer blessings for only half the donation they usually suggest. Many so blessed feel confident enough to enter the dangerous dungeons when they are not fully prepared. So this joyous festival has often been known to turn suddenly into a day of defeat and tragedy. <laughs> I like that. Damn people. I, I, uh... I found a rusty sword. I'm going to go take on a dragon. Yay! <laughs> this, is, this, is exactly, this is exactly what all the holidays during the summer are like. Hold my beer. <laughs> exactly. Every one of them, especially, especially 4th of July. Especially. It's like, yeah, everyone's the 4th of July. Everyone come to my house. Yeah. Woo, all right. 4th of July. Hey, everyone. I'm drinking beer. Hey, everyone. I'm grilling. All right. This is fun. Hey, everyone. I'm in the pool. Yay. Hey, everyone. I'm holding an M80 in my fist. Boom. I don't have a hand anymore. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> Put a straw in my beer. I can't lift it anymore. <laughs> oh, my brother would light fireworks and then look down into them. 
Like after he's lit them. See? His wife swore never, ever, ever to go fourth of Julying with him. This is what I mean. Everyone's got that drunk uncle that wants to cheat death with fireworks. <laughs> oh, he came out here. He bought two hundred dollars worth last year. <laughs> he was like, I'm doing this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, we're going to start winding the show down with some of your listener feedback right here after this. I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. Oh, my. Well, thank you. Oh, look, it's from Amazon. So... <laughs> All right, our first email comes from Musclehead. Musclehead, double S. Nick, I, I don't know why he emailed us. He could have just called me, dude. <laughs> For emails, Mus so he helped. Musclehead has always been a, you know, a, a consistent emailer to us, yeah. though. He's a host now on the network. <laughs> <'Cause>... <laughs> Old harmonies are hard to break. I see that. I see that. <laughs> well, anyway, let's. Uh, you can check out Musclehead in the brand new revised QG D and D as as one of our uh, as one of our our players. Um, so, so, but but uh, regardless, you can also check him out here as an emailer. Aww. Musclehead, he's like, yeah, lol, true. He's in the chat room right now. Um, so uh, so Mike, would you would you mind please? Hello and greetings, ESOTR crew. I'm sorry, I can't do his southern accent. Um, <laughs> I'm listening to episode 210, and I have an idea about the launch date of Elder Scrolls 6. I think it'll be in 2021-2022, and Starfield will be before that. I think that Bethesda is going to wait to release these two games until both Microsoft and Sony release their next-generation console. I think this is because there are rumors that both companies are working on the consoles and will release them in 2020. At the earliest. I think this is because it's, well, there's six years or so into the current console generation's life cycle. What's another three years? Todd Howard has previously said that they're waiting for the technology to catch up to their standards. So the PlayStation 5 and next Xbox might be what they're waiting for. What do you all think about my ideas? May your roads lead to warm sands, Musclehead 007. Oh. No. Oh. Musclehead, don't don't stop emailing us, please. They're awesome. <laughs> They're always awesome. Um, I don't know, Mike. I mean, you uh, last last episode, you were like, oh, 2019. I mean, what what do you think? What's what's your take? I still think it's going to be real early. I don't think that they're going to wait for that next generation console to come out. I do. Um, I think that you know one of the things that yeah, they did, have learned didn't Todd from Skyrim, Howard, like say that didn't he say like we're there's Wait. things that he wants to do that the current stuff yeah. hardware can't handle. But I think, you know, what they've learned from Skyrim is that uh, fans will be willing to purchase it 18 times. And so I think that they're literally going to say, okay, you know, <laughs> this is coming out on PlayStation 4 with, you know, and uh, there'll be a, a special release two years later or three years later when the new Xbox comes out. Because... Yeah, you know, I, I think that there'll be a mutiny if, you know, we get uh, another Fallout game before we get another Skrills game. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be showing up to uh, 
<clears throat> we'll be showing up to uh, Bethesda Studios in uh, Rockville, Maryland, with uh, with our Skyrim torches and our uh, yeah. our our pinkish Skyrim oil on the ground. <laughs> of course, you've got the most torches of anyone, so you can just pass them out. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think regardless, I think regardless, uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get uh, Elder Scrolls Six on PlayStation Four and Xbox One regardless because we're, we're talking about an era where the the consoles uh the new, new the, the consoles after this the next gen consoles are new uh, regardless i mean we've got starfields coming out okay that's the game they're working on right now mm-hmm. okay and then two three years maybe and then they start really full steam ahead with elder scrolls 6 and then a year or two boom it's out so see, I still think that we're going to see some major announcement next year at E3 with like in-game footage and everything and it'll be out sometime either late summer or uh before the turn of the year next year. That that may be the case. Um it it may be the case that they turn um they they turn the uh uh Bethesda E3 showcase over to um Bethesda, not Bethesda Softworks, but no, yeah, Beth- oh, turn, they turn it over to Beth- Bethesda Softworks, not Bethesda Game Studios, because those are two different entities. They turn it over to Bethesda Softworks, and they start focusing, instead of, you know, on Bethesda Game Studio stuff, we hear about ZeniMax Online Studios, Elder Scrolls Online DLC, we hear about, you know, uh, new stuff coming out of Arcane Studios, uh, the other studios that, that they own as well, and that's it. So... That might be the case too. Don't don't forget about that. That's what we got. I think last year. You know, Machine Games might be coming out with another another version of um, Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. Well, I think this year, like all of those other studios, produce DLC or expansions, and um, leading up to that point in time, I really was like expecting, okay, we're going to have a new game coming out. And really, the new game was Fallout 76. Everything else was some type of expansion on you know, the Doom franchise, an expansion on um, the Wolfenstein franchise, an expansion on the Quake franchise, um, expansions on, L- on ESO, the changeover of uh, Legends to the new uh, um, studio. Yeah. So I was you know, looking at it going, okay... These studios are, are working on. They have to be working on something new, and not just devoting everything into expansions and DLC. So, uh, yeah, that's that's why I think we're going to hear next year is is nothing yeah. nothing big from Bethesda Game Studios. Just their their the other studios that they publish. I think we're going to hear massive drops from from those guys. That's that's what I'm thinking is next year. But we'll see. We'll we'll see what what happens. Um, but regardless, I think we're talking about an era when Elder Scrolls Six comes out. I think we're talking about an era where the the next generation of consoles is is new and out. And I think um, when that usually when that happens, usually they they drop games for kind of for both. You know, like here's your here's your old gen version of this game. Here's the new gen version of this game. Yeah, that you're not just going to get it forward compatible, but it's going to be you know compatible for everybody. And their grandmother, who's currently playing on PlayStation Four. Right, right, right. 
So I, I think we're going to see that regardless of, of what's going on. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, you know, it comes out on PlayStation 4, and then when PlayStation 5 or whatever they're going to call it comes out, you know, a couple of years later, that they have a bundle package and say, you know, this is the remastered version of Elder Scrolls 6, you know, with all of the, the cool bells and whistles that play, that PC has had all these time. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, do you think uh, it's going to be PlayStation 5 and then Xbox 2? <laughs> all right liz can you grab the uh the next email for us from uh pawn token perhaps i could perhaps 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 i could because i was already there and then yes perchance hello esotr crew <laughs> after the announcement of es es6 i wanted to see how long it was between the announcement of skyrim and its release date skyrim was announced on 12 11 10 and then released on 11 11 11 11 months later which is i am sure not an accident of timing this made me think about two things number one less than a year from announcement to release makes me cautiously optimistic that we might see this game on shelves before 2020 and number two es6 was announced on 6 11 18 do you guys have any number play conspiracies for a potential release date an event for an event that Bethesda may be doing something similar again? As always, thank you for the work you guys do. Pawn token. I don't know, Liz. You're you're really good at doing that. What do you think? Uh number wise? Yeah. Two two twenty two. But I I agree with the the first point about the year in between. I really I think do. We're, I still think we're going to see September 1st. 9119. Let's see. Um, 19, for Elder Scrolls 6, Mike, 2019? Yeah. Oh, man. I, or maybe January 19, 20, No, they wouldn't do it in January. That, that's, too, that's too soon, I think. Because I, I, <laughs> I think we're going to have E3, and we're going to see in-game play. And uh, so, you know, yeah. that would be... Of June of next year, and then just like they said with Fallout, the when they announced that that it was coming out later that fall. Yeah, and they had the in-game footage at, at E3 that year. You know, and they said that it would be out later that year. Yeah, uh, I think we're going to see something similar, and you know, I wouldn't be surprised if nine one one nine is not I, I the release date. I, I can't like I'm I, I can't man like I. <laughs> I, I'm I'm always willing to listen, of course, and and consider all things and variables that I may not even be aware of. But I can't jump on board for this 2019 thing. I don't know. I don't know how you can. It's, just... it's going to be two 2020, yeah. February 20th, 2020. 2020. Ah, even that sounds. I don't know. I hope you're right. I like the earlier the better. I want it out tomorrow, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just I can't. I can't get on board for, for finish some, Somerset some and all the other that. stuff first. Yeah, it'll actually be August first this year. You know, eight one one eight. Right. So, Todd Howard's that drunk uncle at your uh, at your party. <laughs> Here's Elder Scrolls Six, guys. It's, it's not even. It's not even built. What are you doing? It anyways. Here's an M80, kid. <laughs> <laughs> the, the new. In, you you thought we were crazy when we let you build settlements in uh, in Fallout Four. Now in Elder Scrolls Six, we're gonna make you build the game. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually genius yeah what do you think modding is <laughs> all right um on our last uh our last uh our last i guess sort of listener submission sort of thing that we've got for you today 
Uh, I did do an opinion poll on the official Elder Scrolls OTR Twitter account, uh, and I asked you, Elder Scrolls 6, 6 takes place in dot dot dot, and uh, the poll was High Rock, Elsewhere, Hammerfell, or Akavir. Um, out of 155 votes, I think we ran the poll for maybe like uh, eight hours, six hours, somewhere around there. Uh, with 39% of the vote, High Rock was number one. With 30% of the vote, Hammerfell was number two. With 19% of the vote, Elsewhere was number three. And with 12% of the vote, Akavir was, uh, number four and final. I'm actually surprised that Akavir, an entire continent away from Tamriel, took that much uh, of the of the poll, this vote was rigged. Nowhere on here did it say Skyrim two. <laughs> <laughs> if Arum was putting in some of the search requirements for some of the uh, the shows, and I was like, "Put Skyrim two, man. Put Skyrim two. I can't do that." <laughs> Dude, that's what you it. should do. Is well, you I'm should like, put in an opinion poll that says, "Where do you think Skyrim two will take place in <laughs> Skyrim, <laughs> Skyrim, Skyrim, or Akavir? Or Akavir?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Akavir. Akavir's going to win because all the Nords are going to go to uh, Sky, uh, go to Akavir for Skyrim too. Um, some of you have uh, have uh, added your your comments uh, down here on on the tweet as well. Uh, from Brad says uh, Hammerfell and High Rock with a little heart next to it. Um, Mithril from uh, one of one of our shows, uh, QGMTG says I may be reaching. But I think they're doing both Hammerfell and High Rock on this. If I had to pick yeah. one, it's Hammerfell. Why am I excited about Hammerfell? Most of it looks like Hughes Bane and has both Dwimmer, Nedic, and Iliad Ruins. Plus, the Great War is there, too. I would basically be Elder Scrolls Indiana Jones, so we can do that podcast, too. <laughs> uh, Caddy Jacks says, Hammer Rock! And like Setsua that. says elsewhere. Warped one says twenty twenty one. All right, I didn't say I didn't ask you when it was coming out. I asked <laughs> <laughs> Next week I'll I'll do another poll. I'll say when do you think it's going to coming out? Going to be coming out? And and uh, warped one is going to say High Rock. <laughs> 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 but uh, thank you for that uh, warped one. I I, I appreciate that. Uh, and that's uh. That's it. That's all I got for you folks. Done. Da, 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 da. Hey. That sounds like an end. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. That's all we got. Uh, so that is that is our show for, for this week. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, if you've enjoyed this show, maybe you'll enjoy some of our other shows like Classic Elder Scrolls. Which is coming we back. Date. We have notes. We have notes. We're working on it. It's happening. When exactly, we're not sure, but it's happening. But it is happening. Oh, it was great watching Mike uh, <laughs> give notes to Varwin via chat or via text message. I was watching this whole exchange. Yeah, you could hear uh, Varwin scream from, you know, over in New York. Oh, yeah. I was very excited when Where I got the... We're out here mid- mid-America here. Yeah. We got, uh, I got the notes. I was like, yes! Yes. Squee! No, it was more like squee. Yeah, there you go. So uh, I can't. So I don't think next week, guys. Uh, maybe, maybe two weeks. 
we'll do we'll do classic maybe three um but it's coming it's on its way so no no longer than three weeks from now and i would like to what, what do you think Mike? you think two weeks from now you think it, you'd be down i thought we already had a date down for it did we i don't think i didn't think yeah. we had a date down for it uh oh, look at the, at the uh the header i think it has a date on it already does it yeah well we'll double check that <laughs> so give you a Not list of well, yeah, yeah. I give you a list of four dates this summer that I could do it. So, all right, yeah, I don't think uh, I'm not too sure about next week. Um, okay, I, I think the week after might be better, but I'll I'll double check and see if I can move some, some things around. If next next week is is far better for you, I'll I'll see what I can do. Oh, uh, QG DND. Another thing that is happening. Um, we're trying to uh, get everyone uh, okay. together on this. Knocking <laughs> mice off the the counter here. <laughs> did you capture him no I gotta get a cordless mouse this cord keeps catching and knocking oh I thought you meant an desk. actual mouse that's what I no. thought oh, God. <laughs> I thought Mike was like diving across the table so he could grab that mouse and split his jeans or something at work. Ew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that actually sounds like what I, do. I got you now I'm gonna tear your DNA apart and create a superhuman <laughs> mouse <laughs> cross mouse thing and uh <laughs> Quest Gaming Magic the Gathering. Um, so, so one of our hosts has uh, kind of uh, his computer has fallen ill. Uh, so we may not be doing that show for a little bit, but um, we will be doing it. I, I guarantee you, uh, shortly. So we're uh, hopefully shortly. We'll see. Anyway, final thoughts. Starting with Liz. Hey! Oh, uh, yay! I, I was answering people in the chat room trying to say hello. I'm sorry. Yeah, we've had a lot of love from the chat room today. Uh, yeah, they're great. Yeah, really. I mean, we've got people who who cheered for us today, so thank you for the cheers. Uh, thank you for all the subscriptions as well. We've got a couple of subscriptions today, but I did a, uh, a stream um, yesterday, and I, I think uh, a couple of days prior to that, and we got a bunch of subscriptions that flowed in as well. So I want to thank you, everyone, for all the wonderful support you've been giving us on, on our uh, Twitch channel. And uh, as a result of that, I will be doing a little extra, maybe like a stream every every week. Um, I think I can I can think I could, can do something like that. That sounds plausible. Yeah. yeah like Instead of every night. <laughs> right. Well, the reason why it hasn't been every night is, is because I'm, I'm back at the gym. So, I love that. Yeah. Losing. No, I actually hate that. Why are you guys losers? God. Dude, getting ripped for the summer, man. Yeah. Shedding for the wedding. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> also, put him on my diet. Did you like did you like my game change thing for you? Yeah. My... Oh, yeah that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to fix it where you could see more of your face, but it was the lighting that was just eh, I was like, oh, I gotta yeah. And then did you see the, the new one I posted this week? Wait, 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 wait. No, yes, I, I did. I, t- I took it. But hold on. Yeah. But li- I don't think, Liz, I don't think all of our listeners know what you mean by this. Like, you got to explain this, this meme that you made. Oh, man. Well, where were you, Mike, when you when you said this? It was, at, uh, it was at PAX East uh, <laughs> two years ago. Um, so it was in Boston. And I was uh, talking with the, uh, the crew there. And they were doing mini interviews with uh, people that are streamers uh, for ESO and they wanted to know about the Warden and the Bear and Bardenfeld and all of that before it was coming out and um, I made a comment on how you know the uh, the Warden at class coming is going to be a game changer and uh, you pulled it off 
directly off of the stream there, made a snap capture of it, and put sunglasses on me. <laughs> game changer. And we've been using that meme back and forth for no reason. For no reason. But now that, that <laughs> Mike has has uh, lost lots of weight and buffed up and, and essentially is, is uh, you know, Conan the Barbarian uh, with, a, with, a, with a science degree. <laughs> Banner right. and he's he's taken he's taken all these uh you know shots of himself in the gym you know looking all hot and sexy and all that so liz liz takes that old meme which has game game changer on it and then superimposes the other image of him in the gym looking you know thin and buff and great wearing superman shirt right <laughs> yeah. and then underneath that it says game changed <laughs> <laughs> Puts the sunglasses back on. That's the funny thing. Right? I almost forgot to do that until I started posting it. And I was like, something's missing. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, folks. Well, listen, thank you, everyone, very much for coming to our live chat room, listening, downloading, and, of course, interacting with us on Facebook and uh, on Twitter as well. Uh, visit us on our uh, website, questgamingnetwork.com. Uh, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and, of course, any RSS feed that you find, uh, look us up. Elder Scrolls off the record. We are Quest Gaming Network Production. We'll see you later. Take care, everyone. Be safe. And as always, may the force be with you. Yay!
Who sold out?